What is up everyone, it's Quinn here. And over the last few days I've gone through, I've updated all of my positional fantasy football rankings. So I've gone through my top 36 running backs, my top 36 wide receivers, and then my top 20 quarterbacks and tight ends. So today it's time to combine all of those rankings. We're gonna be going through my top 60 overall player rankings, splitting these guys up into different tiers. So pretty much like my first five rounds of not ADP, but I guess where I would typically be drafting these guys. Um, As always, I wanna know how you guys are feeling about these rankings. Let me know who you think is too high or too low. I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as I can. These are gonna be based on like half point PPR, PPR scoring, so keep that in mind. Um, And then also, this isn't exactly how I would be drafting. These are how I view the players, but like if you're drafting on a platform and I have someone ranked in the late third round, but they typically go in like the sixth round on your platform. Obviously you shouldn't be drafting them in the third. You could maybe, you know, compromise, get them in the fourth, fifth round, but just keep that in mind also. You should be kind of leveraging these rankings with your uh, platforms ADP and their rankings. But let's just jump right into it. We're gonna start off in tier one. We've got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, Bijan Robinson, Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, and then Travis Kelsey. This has been my top nine overall for a while in terms of like the players in it. There have been some changes within these top nine. Um, I think the one change I made from my last overall rankings video was I swapped Bijan and Eckler for Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup. So I had Cup and Hill in that uh, four or five spot. I moved them back to six, seven, moved Bijan Robinson and Eckler up to the four or five spot. I'm still fine with pretty much any of those players. Like you could go running back there. You could go wide receiver. The only reason I bumped Bijan and Eckler up is that I just think the running back value in the late second and early third round has just really fallen off over the last few weeks. Like a few weeks ago, you had guys like Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson. Those were all players I viewed as really nice, like two, three turn picks. But since then, Tony Pollard's value has been shooting up you know, you'd be lucky to get him in the late second round. Then you have Josh Jacobs' contract situation, which bumps him down. And then Brees Hall and Ramondre, now we're both dealing with, um, you know, competition in their backfield, Dalvin Cook and uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So I just think you may not get a running back you like in that two, three turn area. So if you can lock down Bijan or Eckler at like pick four or five, you know, I think it's definitely worth considering doing. Um, So that's going to be tier one. Now, moving into tier two, another decently large tier, we've got Amon Ross St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, and Garrett Wilson. So a really solid mix here of strong wide receivers and running backs. I have Amon Ra and CeeDee Lamb leading this tier. I think these are both really strong mid-tier wide receiver ones, young wide receivers that I think are still getting better. And I think these guys do carry 20 plus point per game upside. Then behind those wide receivers, I have Barkley and Pollard. I think these guys are both lined up for really solid workloads and also carry some nice receiving upside with them. Um, I think Pollard is definitely a big winner from the Zeke and Delvin Cook signings. You know, just two more running backs that could have come in, uh, competed for touches with him. There had been rumors of Zeke potentially returning to the Cowboys. Obviously, that is no longer in play. So it seems like the Cowboys are more and more willing to just go into this season and give Pollard a huge chunk of this offense. So I think that does make him a nice pick at the one-two turn. Preferably, you're getting him early, mid-second round, but I really would consider him right at that uh, one-two turn area. 
Then we've got Adams mixed in there, just another solid mid-tier wide receiver one. Then I have Chubb and JT back-to-back. I think these guys are nice mid-tier RB1 options. I think they both lack like guaranteed receiving work, which is why I have them below guys like Saquon Barkley and Tony Pollard, but I still do like them in like the early second round. Obviously, JT has some contract uncertainty. It seemed like he was going to return to practice, um, and then now he has a family matter or a personal issue, something like that. So if this continues to drag on, I would probably move Jonathan Taylor down. But at this point, I still just have to uh, kind of bet on him playing this season. So just keep that in mind. Then we've got A.J. Brown, just a very proven wide receiver one. Then I have Derrick Henry. I do think he carries some risk, you know, just due to potential regression, his career usage. Um, He has the most carries or most uh, touches of any active running back in the NFL. But I still think he has the ceiling, you know, to be picked here as like a solid round two pick. And then I have Garrett Wilson to close out this tier. I do expect him to take a significant leap. And I do think he belongs with these uh, other wide receivers. Now, moving into tier three, these are going to be like my late round three or sorry, late round two, early round three picks. Jalen Waddell, Chris Olave, Mark Andrews, Calvin Ridley, T Higgins, and Devonta Smith. So we've got five wide receivers, one tight end. Um, I think pretty consensus, like most of these wide receivers are going to be drafted in this range. Um, If you are new to my channel, I'm guessing Calvin Ridley is going to seem a little high here. Just when I'm looking at these wide receivers, I want to be shooting for upside if I'm drafting someone at the 2-3 turn. The last time we saw Calvin Ridley over a full season, he was the wide receiver four in points per game. I just think he carries a ceiling that T. Higgins and Devonta Smith probably aren't going to be able to match, which is why I do prefer him there. Um, you're probably not going to have to draft him there, especially in like a more casual league. You know, you're playing with your buddies, coworkers, whatever it may be. He's probably not going to go this early, so you can kind of... Uh, know, keep that in mind, but I would, you know, kind of pick him here if we were just going player for player. Um, And then Mark Andrews, have him in the middle of this tier. I like the idea of drafting a tight end at the 2-3 turn, who I think can deliver you an elite ceiling at the tight end position. He already has a 17 plus point per game season. I think this Ravens offense is going to be way more pass heavy this season, which is obviously going to help Mark Andrews. So another guy who probably doesn't super consistently go at the 2-3 turn, but I would be willing to draft them there. Um, then moving into tier four, we've got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Jameer Gibbs, Josh Jacobs, and Ramondre Stevenson. These quarterbacks honestly just continue to rise in my rankings. Not necessarily that I'm getting higher on them. Um, I just think we have some of these running backs falling kind of behind them. So at this point, I'd be willing to take them in like the early to mid third round. I still can't get around to drafting these guys in the second, but early to mid third, I do think it's kind of a fair spot to take them. Um, Since my running back rankings, I did obviously have to make some changes after the Zeke and Delvin Cook signings. I just jumped Jameer Gibbs ahead of um, Jacobs, Ramondre, and Brees Hall. Josh Jacobs' contract, you know, concerns me. Not just the fact that he'll miss time early on, but the fact that he could wrap his season up early, that's honestly the more concerning part for me. Like if he missed a game or two, I still think he'd be ranked higher, but the risk of him just bowing out week 14, 15, 16, that could completely sink your fantasy football season. If he gets a long-term extension, I would immediately jump him into uh, tier two, probably like ahead of Derrick Henry, but somewhere in there, it's really just the contract uncertainty that uh, scares me off of Josh Jacobs. And then we've got Ramondre Stevenson behind Jameer Gibbs and Josh Jacobs. 
Obviously, um, Zeke coming in is not going to be good for Ramondre, but I still think he's a really solid running back pick. I feel like some people are going to bury Ramondre Stevenson after the Zeke signing. I'm totally not there. We look back to last year. He was the running back 10 in points per game with only the 16th largest opportunity share. So he was a top 10 running back in 2022. He didn't dominate the touches. So it's not like, you know, we run that season back. He's probably going to be in a similar opportunity share, if not maybe even a little bit better. So I don't think he's just going to completely fall off here. He just lacks that like monster workhorse ceiling, which is what was getting him drafted at like the 2-3 turn because if Zeke wasn't there, This was just a wide open backfield. So I think with the capped workload, I just prefer Jameer Gibbs elite receiving ability. Like if these guys are going to be playing similar-ish roles, I think Ramondre may still have a larger workload than Jameer Gibbs, but I think he carries that receiving upside. But if they're both going to be in splits, I would just rather take Jameer Gibbs in that spot. I also think there is a chance Ramondre loses out on that goal line work. Even though he is a huge back, um, it's actually not really like a huge strong suit of his. And when you're looking at Zeke, like there's not many other things that Zeke is going to do better than Ramondre than like short yardage situations. So I do think we have to take that into consideration. Also, I bet Ramondre is going to be falling out of like round three in most drafts. I would still take him late round three. And I love the value you can get on him like round four or later. Now, moving into tier five, we're going to have Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Lamar Jackson, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, Brees Hall, and Debo Samuel. So we've got five wide receivers, a quarterback, and then a uh, falling Brees Hall in this tier. I have all these wide receivers in the same tier. Um, If push came to shove, I'd take Allen, Cooper, and DK in the third round. Um, Mike Williams, I have as the fourth wide receiver in this tier. He never goes like three, four turn. So I would not really like want to draft him here. You can probably get him a couple rounds later. Like if you're picking at the three, four turn, he'll probably still be available around the five, six turn. So don't really force that pick. Um, And then like Debo, I would consider him early fourth round, but I'd prefer like mid fourth or later, which he probably doesn't last um, if we're being honest there. Then I've got Lamar Jackson. I view him in the same tier as those top three quarterbacks, but I do acknowledge he should probably go a half round later, um, you know, than those top three options. I think that's kind of like a fair discount there. And then we've got Brees Hall. Looking at Brees, I'm probably still going to be higher than consensus on Brees Hall. Um, The Dalvin Cook signing like is undoubtedly bad for Brees Hall. You cannot argue that this is not, you know, at least a minor concern for Brees Hall moving forward. But I do want to put into context where I would have had him without the Delvin Cook signing, because I feel like I probably would have been higher on him even without the Cook signing. So, you know, me being high now, it's not like I barely moved him down. With the news that he just came off the pup list, if Delvin Cook was not on this team, I probably would have him in tier two, like behind Henry or like right at the top of tier three. So I would have been very, very in on him um, if Delvin Cook was not there now that he's off a pup. The Cook signing definitely bumps him down to like the early fourth round. So, you know, potentially like a round and a half difference um, with that Cook signing. I think early in the season, this is probably going to be a gross committee as Brees Hall eases his way back. It's clear that they are still confident in Brees Hall and his recovery. It's just that they don't want to rush it. They don't want to, you know, risk his long-term health, you know, early on in the season when they could just go out and get a guy like Delvin Cook to take some work early on but the Jets have still been very optimistic about his recovery. And now that he's off the pup list, you know, I think they have been decently honest throughout this whole process. I think in the second half of the season, 
That is where I think Brees Hall is going to take off. I think in the back half of the season, Brees Hall will win you fantasy leagues. Looking at Dalvin Cook, it is not like the Jets went out and signed prime Dalvin Cook. He is nowhere near his prime. I think when Hall is back to 100%, he will be the guy in this offense. I think early on in the season, we're going to see a split, whether it's like 50-50, somewhere in there, whatever it is, it's probably not going to be great. I think back half, Brees takes over. Plus, Brees Hall proved in his rookie season that he can be a solid fantasy option without dominating the opportunities. He played seven games as a rookie. He only had a 54% opportunity share, which was 30th in the NFL. So not a good opportunity share. He was still the running back eight in points per game. And that was while he was playing on a bad Jets offense. So I do not think Brees Hall is buried for fantasy. I still think he's a nice round four pick. I think you'll even be able to get him in like round five area, which I think is just a smash pick for him if he does fall there. Now, moving into tier six, we're going to have Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, Justin Fields, Najee Harris, DJ Moore, Drake London, DeAndre Hopkins, and Terry McLaurin. Pretty big tier here. So we've got a mix of running backs and wide receivers, uh, one quarterback thrown in there. In general, I'm probably going to be a little bit low on these running backs, you know, compared to consensus. I am willing to draft Mixon or Etienne if they slip a little bit pretty much not interested in Najee, like looking at where I have him here, very unlikely I get any shares of him. I think these wide receivers are all like okay picks in round four. Some of them are probably going to fall into round five, where I think the value will be even better. I do believe Justin Fields belongs in the fourth round. I think he has the ceiling to compete with the quarterbacks ranked ahead of him, right? Josh Allen, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. I do think Justin Fields possesses that type of ceiling. Um, And that is going to lead us into tier seven, where I have Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, TJ Hawkinson, JK Dobbins, and Aaron Jones. So no wide receivers in this tier. We've got guys from the three other positions. I'd be willing to take Herbert or Burrow at the four or five turn. I do have Herbert ranked ahead of Burrow, but I think they're very, very close. I like Hawkinson in that same area. If you want to argue Hawkinson late round four, I can honestly accept that. I can't really take a menu earlier than that, though. Um, and then I do think there should be some distance between Mark Andrews um, and TJ Hawkinson. But like I said, if he slips into round five, definitely cool getting them there. Um, and then when we look at these rankings, you can kind of see I'm not trying to spam the running back position in round five, six. Um, I'd rather wait to like the round seven, eight area. But I do think J.K. Dobbins and Aaron Jones are guys that I'd be willing to take in round five. Don't know if Aaron Jones gets there too often, but I do think Dobbins, you know, will hit that round five area, you know, in a decent number of drafts. And then moving into the eighth and final tier, we're going to have Deontay Johnson, Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, Damian Pierce, Darren Waller, Tyler Lockett, and Michael Pittman. So we've got a tier pretty dominated by wide receivers. Plus you throw in Damian Pierce and Darren Waller. These wide receivers are a part of a larger group. So there are some wide receivers that didn't make the cut, but we're right here, like in the same tier as those other guys. Some people may be wondering why the running backs like Kenneth Walker, Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison, why those guys didn't crack the top 60. It just comes down to me preferring the wide receivers at this price. I think there's a lot of wide receivers, or sorry, a lot of running backs that are in these like ambiguous situations. We don't know exactly what their role is going to be. You throw in guys like Cam Akers, um, Rashad White, Javante Williams, David Montgomery, players like that. I feel like they're all in the same tier. And so I'm just not willing to go out, spend fifth round capital on Sanders, Madison, Walker, when some of those guys are going to fall to round seven, round eight. Like if you're going to give me round eight Montgomery 
or around eight Rashad White, like some of those guys are going to fall. I would just much rather take that price than have to take like Madison or Sanders in the round five area. I'm not saying those guys are going to tank, but I would just rather wait. And I do have more confidence in those wide receivers. Um, And then we have Waller towards the end of the fifth round. I'd prefer to not take Darren Waller in like the fifth round. But, um, you know, if every other player went there, I would take him there. Sixth round or later, I'm good with it. We had Damian Pierce in there before Darren Waller. In my running back video, I had him in the same tier with Aaron Jones and J.K. Dobbins. I do think there's a little more uncertainty in his backfield, but I would consider him um, as a late round five pick. So that is going to wrap it up for my top 60 overall player rankings. You can kind of see once we get into like three, four, five, um, it does get a little more wide receiver dominated. That's typically how I go into my drafts, like to hammer the wide receiver positions in those middle rounds. But how are we feeling about these rankings? How are we feeling about the tiers? Let me hear it down below. If you didn't get a chance to check out my other positional rankings, those are all up on my channel. So let me know uh, what you think about those. Um, and then also check out the Superflex rankings tomorrow if you do play in Superflex leagues. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.